turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free. And prosperous, uh, we see every day the need for people to uh, to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. And ultimately, the reason why our country is at the precipice, we are at the precipice of losing our country, freedom and republic, is, yeah, the ruling class, the government, they deserve all the blame they get and more. But ultimately, the citizens not fulfilling their obligations that puts us here and the fate of the country will ultimately depend not on Donald Trump, not on Breitbart News, not on any savior, but it'll depend upon whether Americans step up and fulfill those obligations. Uh, Showing one who is fulfilling those obligations is uh, back to join us today, Kenny White. Always one of my favorites. We always have a good discussion. And uh, Kenny is known, he has, a, he has a podcast under the name Southside Unicorn, which is a moniker he picked up uh, growing up in the south side of Chicago in the 1970s when he was practically the only Republican uh, in that area at that time. And... Um, Maybe we'll see whether that ever, you know, do the people there decide, you know, at what point would they decide that, you know, the Democrat Party is not serving our interests, Case in po- most recent case in point, flooding our neighborhoods with illegal aliens, taking resources that should otherwise go to Americans who live there, and taking our jobs and displacing us. And we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, Kenny, with, with my monologue out of the way, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me on. And Merry Christmas to everyone, and Happy Holidays. And, uh, you know, it, it slipped by me. And Kwanzaa and all that, I guess, if that's something that's in your uh, wheelhouse. All those seasons, greetings to everyone listening out there in America. Well, Okay. <laughs> it's one thing to be polite and say, you know, you know, you know particularly if you know if you're talking to a Jewish person, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, you're talking to a Hindu, you know, Merry Christmas, and to say Merry Christmas to them, okay, maybe, maybe not. Although I think there are a fair number of Jewish people that do have Christmas trees, so yeah. there's, so there's there's some crossover. Kwanzaa, and, and, and I think Dennis Prager doesn't have a problem with it. He even said that being a person of Jewish persuasion. He said he doesn't mind Christmas lights and Christmas trees. He just, it's that time of year, deal with it. Yes. You know, in in a Muslim country, 
they're going to have, they're going to celebrate the Muslim holidays. In a Hindu majority country, they're going to celebrate Hindu holidays and so on. And, you know, if, you, if you're the minority, you know, we, we believe in religious freedom, but the majority doesn't mean the majority can't express their religious beliefs through public ceremonies and in God we trust on the money and we pledge allegiance to the nation, et cetera. One nation under God, all those kind of things don't prevent anyone else from exercising their own religion. As a matter of fact, Greg, I would like to say that the things you just mentioned actually support the possibility for other people to be able to express their viewpoints, whether it be atheism, all the way down to the spaghetti monsters, who actually is a real religion. They're called the spaghetti, the uh, uh, spaghetti hat monsters. It's a real religion. Um, <clears throat> if it weren't for those things that you just what, spoke what? of, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I, I've never heard of that one. What are the principal tenets of the spaghetti hat religion? You know what? I, I wish I could. Let me try to Google it for you real quick. They, I, it blew me away when I heard it too, Greg. They're called the spaghetti hat monsters, and it's a real live recognized religion. Tax oh. deduct, tax free, and everything. Let me uh, watch well, this. What well, you know, uh, George George Carlin. Uh, what he, he, one of one of his bits was that uh, uh, Timothy, you know, Timothy Leary's brother, really Leary has a mm-hmm. new religion that teaches when you die, your soul goes to a garage in Buffalo. <laughs> See, what says I found it, Greg. I, I, you know, I love the power of the Internet. Here we go. The Flying Spaghetti Monsters, better known as FSM, is the deity of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, or Pastafarianism, a parody, a paradic new religion movement that promotes a lighthearted view of religion. It originated in opposition to the teaching of intelligent design in public schools in the United States. Okay, it's, it's, all right, I got it. It's it, it's atheist, <laughs> it's, it's atheistic parody, parody of of Christianity. Sort of like those nuns that uh, showed up at the uh, baseball field with the Dodgers. You know, everybody's got to have their way. Like you said, you know, in this country, we get to practice whatever. <laughs> right, but that does not well. Two, two responses to that. One is, yes, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence have a First Amendment right, which I, which I 100% defend to criticize, mock Christianity. Of course, they never say a peep about Islam, but that's, but that's, <laughs> that, but, but that's another story. For one reason, they want to go on living. Exactly. Um, they, they kind of fund the breathing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Second is, just because you have a right to that does not mean the Dodgers have to honor them with a ceremony at a game and join in mocking Christianity. Those are two very, very, very different things. The right to say it and, and, and those who would use their wealth and influence to promote it. Yeah. Exactly. Now, you also, it's interesting we talk, is that... Christian countries have the most religious tolerance of any of any country. So in a Muslim country, yeah, good luck trying to be publicly Christian, never mind Jewish, which is even even harder. Same is true in India. There have been there have been mobs of uh, attacking Christians uh in in India. Whereas in India? here, interestingly, the only people well 
you're a part of what you do as a in your security work is you provide security services to uh, some rabbis in Los Angeles. Correct. And what it says is that rabbis in Los Angeles think they need to hire professional security guards. They have been doing it. It's it's a it's a need, and they shouldn't have. With all due respect, no religion should have to have armed protection. But there it is. Right. And who is and who are they worried about? Uh, those peaceful protesters that uh, seem to be uh, supporting Hamas in Palestine. If yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. You know, they have to hire armed security to protect themselves from the devotees of the religion of peace. And then, Greg, let me let me posit this into the into the conversation. Here in America, we do allow all types of religions and faiths, atheists, witches, Wiccan witches. We could go on all day long about the number of different faiths that are tolerated in our nation. And that's the key word, tolerate. But here's one that has me just vexed, Greg, and I, I need a little help on this. You have the LGBTQ community supporting Hamas in Palestine. I, I, am, I, am, I, am I missing something here? Uh, yes, I, I, th- I think we should. I think we should send the um, uh, the uh, gays. Or I've seen the sign "Queers for Palestine." Um, <laughs> we, should, we, should, we, should, we should send them. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be willing to contribute to the airfare to send them <laughs> to, um, to send them to Gaza so they can show their solidarity with uh, with uh, with the people there. Exactly. To me, it's like seeing a chicken walking around saying, "I love Colonel Sanders." <laughs> yes. Right. Um, or you know, or or an American voting for the uh, for for the Democrat Party. Exactly, and, and and double for a Black American that does it. Woe unto them! Uh, it's a, you know, in Chicago, it's a sad sight. The mayor is doing exactly what uh, gatekeepers do for the Democrat Party. Um, he's rallying the people because they're in pain because of the, the displacement, the perpetual poverty, the violence and crime. So what does he do? He's like, gather around folks, gather around folks. I got something to tell you. It's the Republicans fault. Well, yes. And he also learned a lesson from Eric Adams, a mayor, the mayor of New York city, who, uh, New who, York. who, who criticized. The open once once the illegal immigrants had come home to New York City to roost, so to speak, mm-hmm. then uh, he and they're having to cut back on police, cut back on uh, services they provide for Americans. Uh, they're displacing Americans out of out of homeless shelters. They had Thanksgiving. They the uh, charity meals went to illegal aliens instead of. Americans that, that broke my heart. But what happened? What happens when he when he criticized it? Promptly, the FBI launches raids on Adams and his one of his assistants. Oh yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> right, and then they they dredge up from thirty years ago. Someone's now a woman's now suing him for alleged sexual assault that occurred wow. thirty years ago. To take him out of the game now. Right. So what the, the lesson is, even if you're a Democrat, if you if you become an enemy of the regime or an obstacle to the regime, they will turn the police state loose on you too. And I think I think the mayor of uh, Chicago got the lesson. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's why he came out. He he went in a totally different direction. But I'd also like to add that I believe that's the ultimate fate of all useful idiots. They'll use you till they can't use you anymore. And then once you serve no purpose, they'll discard you. I strongly believe that in the next election, the mayor of New York will be a Latino. The race does not motivate me in any kind of way. I'm simply saying I believe that's part of their next step. And Mayor Adams, a.k.a. the Duke of New York, no longer plays a role for them. That may be. Yeah, absolutely. If you, when you're no longer useful to uh, the regime and to the party, you will be you will be cast aside. Now, let's take a pause here and uh, let's hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590, The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased this week to be talking to Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn, which he picked up that name when uh, he was the uh, practically the only Republican growing up on the uh, south side of Chicago. I'm not going to go into the full story, but you displayed courage as a, as a young man when faced with the choice of joining the gang or being shot. And you said, and you chose being shot. And fortunately, that one didn't happen because the gang leader Either took pity on you or was impressed with your with your courage and let you live. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes okay. I have to relive that day, you right. know, Greg. And it's 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 very. It still stays with me to this very day. But uh, it's a it's a thing that I'm hoping will germinate throughout the American people as we watch these peaceful Palestinian protesters tear down the American flag as we watch. Joe Burden, hashtag Joe Burden, a.k.a. Joe Biden, invite Xi Jinping, or should I say Gavin Newsom, too, invite Xi Jinping to our nation. And when he comes, he receives a hero's welcome with nothing but the Chinese flag visible in our nation. So thank you for you know pointing that out. But I, I want to say this to the listening audience. I've said for over 15 years, this is where we would be in the year 2023. And I also said that when it's said and done, this will not be remedied by one man, even if it is President Donald J. Trump, which I hope he's reelected. Mm. It will be solved by the American citizens themselves. This is a pitchfork and torches type of situation. And here we are. So 
please, everybody, begin to examine yourselves and, and find even an abunction of courage because that's all you need. And if that's all we have, that's all we got. But it's right. time to unify and begin to make a plan. Well, most of us don't face a life. Most of us do not face a life and death decision of courage as, as you did. Some of us do some, and you never know when that might happen, but we, mm-hmm. but more likely you face a social or economic decision on courage. For example, you were, we were talking about there, there's an event in Hollywood that you're, that you're going to, um, we're for conservatives. And yes. some of the, and some of the, and some of the, the, the actors, uh, didn't want to be associated with this because they would lose work. And that's, and, and in Hollywood, that's true. Uh, I forget who said it. There are more conservatives in the closet than in, in Hollywood than there are homosexuals. <laughs> yeah, you'll be amazed. I mean, and let me just, just, let me just name drop for them real quick. The event is going to be held on December 4th. It's called the Mingle and Jingle. It's the third annual Hollywoods for Freedom uh, Christmas party. You can get tickets on Eventbrite at h4fmingleandjingle.eventbrite.com. Yours truly will be there. Can't wait to see you all at this party. Let's have some fun. Let's usher in the new year. Okay, yeah, I'll, get, I'll let you give the URL one more one more time. If people if people are interested, you have to go to Santa Monica, so that's a, that's a, that's a tough drive. But if you're interested, and um, as I understand, all the conservative actors there um, in Hollywood are going to have dinner at the corner booth at Denny's. <laughs> no, it's going to actually have a. Or I, I think a dinner will be served. There's a bar. Uh, there will be uh, entertainment. And again, and, and actually there will definitely be entertainment. Why? Because there's a lot of celebrities who are coming out and we need to show them our support. We need to let them know, okay, if you have the courage, as we spoke about Greg, if you have the courage to come out in Hollywood, we need to be there in great numbers and let them know we got your back. Yep. I, I agree. So, but here's, cause kind of here's the, the decision, you know, are you going to stand up and people have been fired? Not in not Hollywood celebrities, but they've been fired because they go to a, uh, they go to a school board meeting to oppose the triple X sex education or keeping secrets from parents or trying to confuse children into being chemically and surgically castrated, mutilated, and sterilized. And mm-hmm. people have been fired for that. Um, I'm fortunately in a situation where I have a, my own law practice. And my clients are not publicly traded companies, um, so they can't touch you. <laughs> well, I, they really can't. It, I'm 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 in a more protective position. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, you know, when you have, and and there's a, there's a balance here between courage and prudence. Um, and there's no one because because if you're if you're unemployed and you can't support your family, um, you're, you're of no you're of little use to the cause. That's a so, good point. So it, so it is, it is, it is, it is a balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we never do anything, we never take any risks. We lose by default. But we yes. also do not want to politically emulate the charge of the Light Brigade or Custer and the Seven and the Seventh Cavalry at Little Bighorn either. Road the six hundred. <laughs> three hundred. It was a three hundred. Well, okay. I, I, oh, you mean Custer? Yeah, the the right, three, uh, charge of the light brigade rode the six hundred. Now the three hundred. Into the valley of death rode the six hundred. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know what you're saying, and you know, you bring up a very good point, Greg. And see, you know, sometimes because I, I, I kind of charge headlong, I got a bit of a custom mentality, right? What you said comes from that, which would come from an Esquire, a, a well-considered attorney as yourself. Prudence. You're right. Sometimes. Well, Churchill said, there's a time for audacity and a time for caution, but never at the same time. <laughs> You're getting too deep for me, Greg. Mama, you know, I, I thought I was just going to come on and visit with you, but you're going deep, deep, deep. That's true. Well, uh, I think I think this is an, an example, an activist friend of mine here in Redlands. Um, great activist, effective. Um, she's running for school board here in, here in Redlands this year. Um, she's also She's also a nurse. And... For her outspokenness, she was the subject, you know, they, the lefties filed complaints with the nursing board and tried to get her license taken away from her. See, so, that, that right and there. She, you know, she's got, you know, she's got a family and she's part of the, She's part of uh, her work as part of supporting her family. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I forget how many children she has, but she's got, you know, from college down to, you know, um, young, I'm not even sure they're ready for, 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 for kindergarten yet. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you what do you do in that situation? Is and I think everyone has to make that call for themselves. But if you do nothing, we're going to lose the country. On the other hand, you also have obligations to your family. But see, Greg, I think the reason these termites, as I call them, uh, political and spiritual termites, are able to harm us is because there are so you know so few that will stand up now. But if we stood up in greater numbers, these people would be ineffective in, in harming our income, thereby threatening our families. The inevitability is we're going to find ourselves up against the wall. The only thing is, do you want a cigarette in your mouth and a blindfold? Or do you, you know, do you want to come up off that wall and, and, and protect and defend your family? We, we have choices to make and they're coming soon. That's true. Um, our ancestors, bequeathed us this country, a free country, the longest surviving republic, the longest surviving constitution in the world. And, you know, they, they risked a lot more than we did, than we do today. They, their lives were on the line as the, uh, um, the fact that people, the men who signed the Declaration of Independence, if they had been caught by the British, they would have been hung as traitors to the ground. Mm-hmm. And we're, and you talk about losing your job. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Um, but word in the scheme of things, if you're gonna if you, if you, if that's gonna keep you silent, if that's gonna keep you inactive, then uh, what was it? Then you're not then you are not going to pass on a free country to to our grandchildren. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna I've got a couple of minutes left and I'm gonna read something. This is from a Tucker Carlson interviewed with. Uh, interview with the leader of the conservative opposition in Spain, a guy named Santiago Abascal. That's the right pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And Tucker asks him, how do you think this ends for you? And Abascal replies, I honestly don't give it much thought. I have four children. I think a lot about their future, and like many Spaniards, I am extraordinarily worried about the country they will inherit. I think our nation is something that transcends us. The nation isn't just made up of Spaniards here today. It's not just the people you see walking down the street. Our nation is our history. 
It's in the cemeteries where our forebearers rest. The nation is the sum of the living, the dead, and those yet to be born. So I take a more transcendental view. And it's not transcendence in a religious sense. I think what we do today, even if we aren't victorious as we hope, can make it so others in the future, our children, future generations, can achieve that victory. It will have been worthwhile. And he's a guy who has some courage. There was another conservative leader that was recently shot in the face in Spain by a leftist. Got about a minute left in this half. Um, your thoughts? I, my thought on that, that was beautifully and passionately well said, but I love the way we Americans do things. You know, the Europeans do it one way, we do it another way. Uh, simplicity is the, is the soul of wit, right? Brevity is the soul of wit, right? So here we go. <clears throat> we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honors to one another. I believe that's what he's saying, and I believe that's something we have to reinstill in ourselves without each other as a collective nation in an ideal the 22nd century, which our great-grandchildren will live in, will be a nightmare. And we owe it to them to ensure a better 22nd century, even if it costs us everything. Yes. Um, the nightmare, I think, is a lot, is, is, if we don't stand up, is a lot closer than the 22nd century. We're talking maybe the 2030s, um, where we will, we will, if, if present trends continue, we will no longer be a free country, and our middle-class lifestyles will... Um, have gone away. Uh, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of conservative and patriot groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. Very pleased this week to be joined by Kenny White, a.k.a. the Southside Unicorn. He has a podcast under that name, and that comes from uh, being the uh, only practically the only Republican on the South Side of Chicago when he was growing up, um, and even as a young man was able to discern that uh, the Democrat Party was not in the supporting the Democrat Party was not in the interests of Americans and in particular uh, black Americans. Um, one of the, not the last time, but back after uh, Derek Chauvin's trial, he's the officer that was convicted of murder uh, and became the um, moniker of or the icon of the BLM riots in the summer of 2020. And uh, he and the office had arrested a longtime career criminal, George Floyd, for passing a, a counterfeit money. Floyd resisted arrest. Chauvin used a technique that he had been trained and authorized to use to subdue a suspect resisting arrest is to kneel on the uh, suspect's upper shoulders and back and uh, looked terrible. And they were the Democrat party and the media were able to play, to play this image and ignite pre-planned, but this was the catalyst rioting, looting and pillaging across the country and uh, shakedowns of big corporations on behalf of BLM. Then the money went into the Democrat party. Uh, and we've, and 
We had a good debate. I think we agreed that Chauvin did not get a fair trial where the jury had to be aware, had to be afraid of their safety and the safety of their family as well as uh, their economic security and uh, being uh, held up on national media as a racist if you didn't decide the case the right way. Uh, I think we differed on whether Chauvin was guilty. Recently, yeah, we, 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 we decided that a different way. Yeah. So some evidence has come out. More evidence has come out recently. It was highlighted on an interview on, on Tucker Carlson's podcast on Twitter that the, uh, the coroner, Dr. Baker, had his autopsy did not find any evidence of asphyxiation. So the whole theory of the, the whole theory of the riots was that he had, that Chauvin had, uh, had leaned on the man's neck, prevented him from breathing, hence, I can't breathe, which, which you heard over and over again. And the auto, and the, um, Dr. Baker found there was no medical indications of strangulation or asphyxia. There were no medical findings that showed any injury to, uh, Floyd's neck. <clears throat> so, so this came out in a case where one of the prosecutors that worked on the case early on and was later fired and sued the DA for sexual harassment and, and retaliation was, was testifying about this. And the, either the same day or the next day, she had a conversation with Dr. Baker. And, uh, he said, he said to her, Amy, it's her first name. What happens when the actual evidence doesn't match up with the public narrative that everyone's already decided on? And he went on to say, this is the kind of case that ends careers. Now, in was this he case, this career or, or that of Officer Chauvin, who was he speaking about? Himself. I, I think the implication, oh. that's the way I, that's the way I read it. He's, yeah. he's afraid if he came out and said, you know, sorry, um, Mr. Floyd did not die of asphyxiation. He wasn't strangled. Um, it wasn't because the officer had his knee on, on his back or neck. And we also know now that, uh, Chauvin, not Chauvin, Floyd had nearly four times the level of fentanyl in his system plus other illegal drugs, uh, that could be fatal. So, so what, what happened was Floyd died of a drug overdose, but fortunately for the Democrat party, he died of a drug overdose on video under the knee of a white police officer. So you know, it became you know, when it's my turn to chime in, I got something to say. Okay. All right. I, I, will, I will, I will give you full time to respond, but here's, I'm just tying this back to our discussion of courage mm-hmm. is that Dr. Baker, whose supposed mission is truth and justice, chose his career over truth and justice. He didn't come into court and say, yes, I'm, I'm, here's my, all my qualifications. I'm the, uh, I'm the coroner for this county. And I examined Mr. Floyd and he wasn't asphyxiated. And he had, uh, you know, fentanyl nearly four times the level that could be fatal. The Supreme Court just recently turned away Chauvin's appeal, and they may not have been considering this new evidence, uh, which probably weren't. But did Floyd get a, did Chauvin get a fair trial when the jury has to be afraid of, of renewed rioting and fear for their their safety and the safety of their family? And I, I think the answer is absolutely no. If you have to fear for your safety and your family's safety as a juror, 
you cannot be a fair juror. So the U.S. Supreme Court chose political expediency over truth and justice. So did Dr. Baker, and so did everybody in this in this case up and down the line. And recently, uh, Chauvin was stabbed and nearly killed in prison. Now, I thought that they generally they would put police officers in segregated units to protect them from the other criminals. But obviously, that wasn't done in this case. So, yeah. yeah. Who is, who is willing to stand up for truth and justice, even when it is politically unpopular? When the narrative, when the, the narrative has been decided on, everybody believe, everybody says Chauvin's guilty. He's this horrible racist. Okay. Well, your turn. Greg. Okay. You, you really, you know, vaulted. Uh, former officer Chauvin, and that's okay. I mean, you know, truth and justice, here, here's where we are. Truth and justice has to intersect with reality and the perception of the community. We have seen countless times where a peace officer in Chicago, Chicago New York, a, a young man, I'm going to say brother, I slip and I'll say that sometimes, and I don't mean any disrespect, but a brother's trying to sell a stick of cigarettes on the corner to try to feed his family, as we illuminated back in the other segment where people have to make a decision between prudence and and courage. And sometimes the courage is to go out onto those streets and sell a stick of cigarettes so you can pay that electric bill. And we saw New York peace officers actually choke a man to death, and he said, I can't breathe. We saw a series of times where people started using the T-shirt, I can't breathe. Now that becomes part of the, of the diaspora. Now that's just out there because that's how the Democrat party does it. As you said, they know how to market. They market better than we do. So now it's in the ethos. It's there. I've been a military police officer. I've been a civilian police officer. I've been an executive in the private security game on an executive level for almost 32 years. And in all my academy trainings of which I've gone through four academies, It was always instilled in us, and I I have to take my hat off to the training of law enforcement officers because they are very careful to teach us, don't be abusive to the public. Don't do things that would cause shock to the public. And that a prisoner, for example, because I was also a prisoner transport officer, let me put that in there. I used to transport uh, prisoners up to Pelican Bay and whatnot on the 101 run with the prison buses that you see. Um, We were trained that. A person is put in prison for as punishment, not for punishment. Having said that, with, uh, with former officer Chauvin, it was insulting to the people that he would dare try to have that case dismissed while wearing gray and white. And we'll talk about that another time. And then it subsequently resulted in someone trying to take his life. Great. I want to say this to the to the listening audience, and I pose it to you, my brother. You take a, and this is metaphoric, everybody. This is a metaphor. You take a gun, you put it in a man's hand, and you say, hey, I'll give you a million dollars if you shoot that baby in the head. Please forgive me for being graphic. That man takes that weapon. He walks over to that baby with no compunction, and he pulls the trigger. Now, granted, it doesn't fire. It has no round in it, but he did it. 
Now, after he did that, what are your thoughts about a man like that? How would you treat him? How would you view him? He's a piece of something, right? So, so having said that, I don't really care at this point how George Floyd died. Okay. What causes that? I don't care. What I care about is I do have an optic that I wished I could unsee, that I wished I could forget about, but I can't. I see a pitiful creature upon which he is truly a scumburger, scumburger, burger, burger. Okay. I see a pitiful creature on the ground pleading for his life, calling for his mother. If he is in a drug induced situation, there is such a thing as being called scared to death. His death was exacerbated by the situation he found himself in. Okay, fine. There were no medical breakages in his body, but his soul and his mind and his spirit was broke. He's sitting there saying, please get up off of me. Please stop. With all those things in play, that's just not something as a civilized people we want to see. I still believe Chauvin was properly punished. Okay. But the legal system is human run. Mm-hmm. Judges are human, the lawyers are human, the parties are human, the witnesses are human, uh, the jurors are human. So you're subject to all of human limitations and frailties in this system. But the goal is truth and justice. And for there to be a homicide, not did you be nice to the guy, did you use excessive force on the guy, did you murder the man? And an essential element of that charge is that you caused the decedent's death. And this kind of, well, he he was afraid, he was whatever, whatever, this kind of esoteric, there wasn't, that that wasn't, that that wasn't the evidence. The evidence, the the case was tried on, he was strangled to death. Mm -hmm. And when you have a man with a fentanyl, nearly four times the level that can be fatal, and he dies, well, you know, there's the I, likely, I, I there is the likely cause of death. And Chauvin, now, mm-hmm. just because the suspect that you're restraining is saying is saying something, I can't breathe. Well, if, if, you're, if you're saying I can't breathe, you are, you're breathing. Okay? If you're talking, you're breathing. But that's but that what but that's that, see that's not what they tried. The government had the government tried on this. He killed him by asphyxiation. Right, and that the, failed. The, the, that state, failed. the state has that. a burden of proving every element of the case. Right. My reasonable, but beyond reasonable. Right. Hang on, hang on. Let me finish, and I'll get you. I'll, we'll get back to you probably on the other side of the break. Okay. The government has a burden of proving every element of the case beyond. A reasonable doubt. And that some other case went the wrong way, that some other black man was, was mistreated and the officers behaved wrongly. That's not a basis to convict Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin should be, should be tried and judged based solely on what he did and the evidence against him. And in this case, because everyone had decided, as, as the as Dr. Baker, the coroner, had said, everybody, public politicians, the judge, everybody decided on what the narrative was. They did not. They fell down. They failed in their duty to to administer truth and justice. I hear there's a biblical prescription: do justice. And that 
whether you like the guy or not, whether you think that there, whatever you think of race relations in the country, it, when you, any one of us could be hauled before a court. And we don't want to be tried based on, well, social conditions in the country, um, what other white people did or other black people did. You want to be tried based on, you should be tried based on what you did and the evidence against you and can the, can the government prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you committed the crime that was charged. Great. I will let you respond on the other side of the break, and we will hear again from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, and this half is also brought by attorney Gregory W. Britton, who specializes in business and real property law, and you can reach him at 909-335-7335. That's 909-335-7335. I have not learned to say my uh, my telephone number as fast as Ed Hoffman does, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Residence Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. And uh, very pleased this week to have on the show Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn. We were having a good discussion about uh, the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin case and new evidence that's come out in in that case. And I had a long monologue leading into the break. As I promised, I will give you a chance to uh, to respond. Go. Hey, you know, Greg, I was sitting there thinking during the break. As a professional, as a former peace officer, as a person who believes in justice, as you do and many of your listeners do, um, I have to agree with you that on the merit of the, the charges, you're right. You're right. And then I, I heard you use a scripture. You, you went into scripture and said about do justice. And I was in prayer about it as we were in a break. And this is what I was given to say. Was it justice when Moses slew the Egyptian? I'll leave that to the audience to, to, you know, to banter back and forth when they hear this show. That's what I was given the posit into this moment. Justice. As I said, you have the facts, you have justice, but it must intersect with the reality, the perception and the truth of the people. Derek Chauvin jumped on the idiot bus just when it was taking a ride. And what I mean by that is, if he had done tech textbook 
not just the proper arresting technique, but textbook, compassion. Maybe he would get some compassion today too, but he showed none. And where the, where the nation is at right now, gosh darn it, we need more compassion from law enforcement when it comes to situations like that. I've dealt with them. I've had people say, yo, man, I can't breathe. And I looked them right in the face because I keep it real. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I looked them right in the face, and I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to ease up on you a little bit, but if I find out that you're playing with me, this ain't going to look good for you. Chauvin should have ceased that method. You have people of the community. Let's put that back into the into the, the picture here. You have people of the community with their cell phones blasting, taking pictures, and they're saying, Come on, man. Get off of it, man. Come on, please stop, man. When you have a, a, a crowd of American citizens speaking to their employee, the peace officer, that picture will forever be locked into history where Officer Chauvin looked them right in their face. And I'm telling you, I've seen the movie Jaws, and I've seen those little cold, dark eyes of that shark roll over. Chauvin's eyes showed no human Compassion. I don't care if he didn't kill the man. What he did harmed us all as we stand here now debating the issue of whether he should be released or put into protective custody. You were right. Most peace officers are afforded a, a, a different type of incarceration. I'm pretty sure he's going to get it now, if not house arrest. Well, I think, I think, I think the regime wants him dead. Uh, why? Because it, as the new evidence is coming out, it undercuts mm. their, the entire George Floyd BLM scam. It was a scam from the, from, from the beginning. Oh yeah, BLM is used, bad. used to, used to, to ignite a campaign of pillaging and looting and rioting across the country, shaking down major corporations, using, implementing CRT across government and in, mm-hmm. in, in the business sector. So now that this, they do not want the truth to come out. Um, so if he's dead, case goes away. You know, so it, you know, maybe it's an academic discussion whether he was com- wrongly convicted or not. But if he's alive, he's going to be, if he hasn't already, he's more is likely to bring a motion for new trial. Say, here's the, here's the evidence. But none right. of our, none of us are secure. If, if we can be imprisoned and punished based on what the mob thinks, mm-hmm. what the pot, what the, based on the pot, let's, let's take a public opinion poll. And mm-hmm. if you're unpopular, if they don't like what you did, we'll, we'll lock you up. Well, no. One of the one of the bastions of having a free country is a legal system, which is being rapidly eroded, uh, for mm-hmm. not just in this case, but in, in many cases, and weaponized. That judges you based on the evidence, based on what you did or did not do, not on what your ancestors did, not on what your father did, not on what the community's opinion about it. You know, so it wasn't the case of, well, we're going to fire the guy because he used excessive force. We're not, we're going to fire the guy because he didn't use proper police technique. Now, actually, he used a technique that he was trained and authorized to use. Another story. But right. he's been convicted of murder. He's in prison for decades of his life for murder. And I believe strongly he is not guilty of that crime. First and foremost, because the evidence, I think, is clear that he did, his conduct did not cause Floyd's death. On, on paper, and again, as I said, the way, the way it's written and, and the charges as applied to this case, you're right. 
But again, there's that other side of the world, which is he could have showed some human compassion in that moment. And if, if Chauvin had passed away at the hospital, if he had passed away while actually being upright and vertical and him saying, look, Mr. Floyd, Mr. Floyd, and I wouldn't call, you know, he's a scumburger, but a peace officer is required to show professional respect. Mr. Floyd, you're now under arrest for passing a counterfeit bill. I understand you're saying you can't breathe. I'm going to set you up right. I'm going to set you up right, and let's see what happens. And if he had dropped dead just like that, Greg, I really wouldn't have much to say here. I'd be literally with you. But it's that other side of, of the ride that, that causes but that has officers, former officers shove in where he's at right now. And I think a lot of people know me. I don't do that race stuff. I don't play that. And I believe in justice too. But I also grew up on the south side of Chicago where I saw beautiful cops, awesome cops. We're glad to see them coming. And then I saw some cops. I made me sick to my stomach to see them coming. So that's, you know, that's, sorry, but that's the, that's the reality of what Mr. Chauvin is dealing with. He got on the idiot bus just as it took off. And then what I mean by that is, he should not have created that optic of him doing what he did at that when this man is in the throes of death. Would have been better if he had showed him some compassion. Well, I don't know. That, I'm not sure that he realized he was in the throes of death. At what point? And I don't know at what point he realized that Floyd wasn't breathing. Even before that, they had called a paramedic and they were waiting for the ambulance to come. And the ambulance did arrive and, and take uh, take Floyd away. Mike Johnson. The uh, many conservatives were happy with him as being the speaker. And we've, what we've seen is he's undercut the investigation into Biden, saying there's no basis for impeachment. He's now flip-flopped from his previous position that says he, he was against again, more spending more money to Ukraine. Now he's for it. He just passed a new, what they call a CR, continuing resolution that fully funds the government, fully funds the invasion of America. I'm like, okay, like what? It's an example of courage is that the Republicans, they never stand up, they never fight, they make speeches, they may hold some hearings, they never fight. And, yeah, you don't, again, you, we don't want to emulate Custer or the charge of the little big, uh, the charge of the light brigade. But you also have to stand up and fight in the right way at the right time, or you lose by default, and unfortunately the Republicans are losing by default. I feel like they're getting to it, Greg. I would love to, I'd, I'd love to give you a chance to respond to that. And maybe the next time you're on, we'll dive into that further. But as you know, time goes fast and we're out of time this week. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for doing everything you're doing for the cause. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio. AM 590, the answer.